You're listening to Early Learning Review Radio. I'm Patrick Avenal, and I'm the news editor at APN Educational Media. Tammy Seppi runs Playball Australia, a sport-based school readiness program aimed at preparing children for school through organised physical activity. I spoke with Tammy and started by asking for an overview of Playball. I have been involved in Playball for 35 years, and originally I worked in play in the Playball International Office in South Africa, and then, and then I brought it to Australia in 1998 to start running the program here. And the reason I got involved in table was because I come from a strong sports background. And I realized that when children start to sport at a young age, they, there were lots of things they needed to get in place in order to play sports successfully. But in fact, those same things they needed to get in place were the things that they relied on for the academic learning when they started school. So the table emerged as a school readiness program and a program that actually helps preschoolers get ready for their big day and their their future academic learning. All right, so you're able to explain how playing with a ball helps kids start school? Yes, absolutely. Well, the the thing is is that as children move and explore, the brain takes in all the sensory information, it organises it through all these neural pathways, and then it stores it in a memory for future reference. And so all learning really depends on the stored memory for future reference. So... Why playing with the ball and doing physical activity is really important is because, to break it down very simply, for instance, the same, the, the same way you do, for instance, that might give you the opportunity to learn about direction. So when you throw the ball up, this is just one example, and you understand what up means physically, then when you get to the classroom and you need to learn to write letters, and your hand, your hand and your fine motor movements have to go up and upward direction. But the brain can rely on previous knowledge that it's, that it's got in order to help the child get the skill right. And sport actually exposes children to so many of these different skills that the brain relies on when they when they need to learn and to, to learn maths and reading and writing at a later stage. Um, some more examples would be, for instance, what they call crossing the midline. And if a child is able to cross the midline, it's very difficult for them to learn to read and write. And crossing the midline is something you do a lot of when you play different sports. And you're doing it in a fun, active way. So in that way, it's really preparing children for their learning at a later stage. And uh, besides throwing a ball sort of uh, to a child and having the child pick it up and perhaps throw it back. What other activities are there? And is and is what you're doing competitive? Like, do some kids win at this and some kids lose? No, you know, the Playboy the Playboy program is a sports program, but actually our goal is not to create sporty children or children who are good at playing sports. Our goal is really to use to use sports as a tool to teach children a whole lot of different physical skills life skills and school readiness skills that they can rely on and actually apply in every aspect of their life. So this is not just about teaching children physical skills and teaching children to be sporty. It's about rather preparing them for the future. So it's not competitive? Oh, sorry, to answer your question about competitive. It's not at all competitive, no. So it's not competitive. Every child progresses at their own rate. It's in a warm, caring, lovely environment. It's taught by professional sports coach. And it's actually really a fun, active program rather than, than 
And what sort of, what do you do if you come across a, a kid or a group of kids who aren't particularly good at some of the, the schools? I mean, some people are just not as sporty as other people, and that, that could be quite frustrating, I could imagine. Yes, yeah, look, it could, look, it is, you know, one of the things we help children work with, for instance, overcoming fear of failure, developing confidence, you know, just simply really having a go, being able to have a go and realise that just by having a go, they're going to actually, in time, be able to break the skill down into small parts and, and then be successful on some or other level. So the Playbook program is very much about breaking the skill down into very small aspects with baby steps that allow children to be successful along the way. So what we find, and of course not every child is sporting, but what we find is by teaching them with the playable method, we're able to allow children lots of little successes. And this is what actually develops their confidence. And the more confident they become, the, 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 the more likely they are to try. And as they learn to try and take on new challenges, so they can apply that to school once again, where they can just learn that having a go is good enough. And that actually, it, it, that just having the confidence really to take on a new challenge is what the teachers, really the teachers are looking for when they start school. And what ages is the other programs uh, targeted at? Our programs are for two to eight year olds and they and they structured from easy to more difficult, more difficult tasks. They're very age appropriate. And they allow each of those age groups to develop in ways that are appropriate for that specific age. So no one's really, no one gets ahead of, no one's really getting ahead of themselves. They're challenged, but in a fun, active way, so that they're all improving, but, but they're not challenged to the point where it becomes competitive. All right, so you're able to uh, sort of, in as much detail as possible, explain some of the games that a two-year-old would play and then some of the activities that an eight-year-old would play? Absolutely. So let's, let's just take social, take social development as an example. So when we're teaching two-year-olds, because of the nature of the age group, we're really focusing on helping children become independent and actually move away from their parents into a scenario where they're actually able to, to do participate in a game on their own. And for a two-year-old who can't really follow a whole series of instructions, games are kept very simple so that they're just following one instruction at a time. And for the, for the later two-year-olds, for instance, that instruction might involve learning about a colour or learning about a shape which will be incorporated into that simply because the nature of an age group is, is to start learning and being able to identify different colours for instance so different colours are brought into the program and so that makes it very appropriate for instance for a two-year-old from a concept perspective and they would for instance two-year-olds would need to really focus on waiting for their turn because they generally want to all do things at the same time so the little children in our program, which are the two and three-year-olds, are focusing on turn-taking skills. And this, once again, can be applied also to, to their childcare centre or daycare centre or even as simple as in conversation. Understanding that we need to wait for our mum or parent or carers to finish talking before it's our turn. Whereas the five-year-olds and six-year-olds and older children are actually really refining the skills, the lots of different skills, and they're developing a broad base on physic of physical skills on which they can build in the future. So they are getting exposed to skills needed for many different sports, the purpose of which is to develop this very strong foundation on which they can 
vehicles and play any games at a later stage. And they might be maybe focusing at that time, for instance, on from a social perspective of working with a partner or what it means to be a good sport and on, on team support or on, on, on social things like um, persistence and tolerance of someone else. You know, tolerating someone else is kicking the ball to you if they're kicking the ball very wide and not directly to you. So we, we, what we do is we match the physical, emotional, social and intellectual skills that we offer and deliver as a playable program to, to what a child's ready for and capable of at their, at their specific age and stage. What facilities does uh, a childcare centre or a school need in order to uh, have play ball happen? You know, we, we, we've learned to work in many different places and the, the program can be accommodated according to what to, to school spaces or big spaces, you know, depending. Of course, it's lovely to have big spaces, but that's not usually the case in childcare centres and early learning centres. You know, when it's a primary school, usually we have more space to work with. We, we often actually teach the children in the, in the playground and the teacher has half the group inside and we teach half the, the other half of the group outside, which means that for half the group they've got an adequate amount of space to run around in. So it's not really only related to space, but it's because we've learned to adapt what we do and many of the concepts and skills we teach and don't rely on lots of space. Once again, if you've got a big space and you can really move and run and skip and gallop, it's an advantage, but it, it, it doesn't actually, it doesn't mean the program won't be successful if you don't have the luxury of those spaces.